Match. Lowe's MVP's bonus days are back for pros. Right now, buy a DeWalt 20-volt max power stack battery two-pack at $199 and get a select DeWalt Bear tool free. Plus, earn three times the bonus points on all Metabo HPT tools and products. Shop even more savings and bonus points offers during MVP's bonus days at Lowe's. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. About 320 through 331. Subject to change. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken at time of purchase. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVP's bonus points for details. Keyshawn Johnson. Jay Williams and Max Kellerman. Struggle City this morning, Key. Yeah. Max and I have not had our coffee yet. The coffee machine <laughs> is broken here at the seaport, and I I don't know what to do. Well, we've ordered coffee. Water, water does not get me to where coffee gets yeah, me. Yeah, water is great. At the top of the morning. You, you drink, know what I mean? The point of water is to is to offset the caffeine from the coffee so that you don't get dehydrated. But water is not going to wake you He's up. He's not a coffee guy. Key will have the random Red Bull every once in a while. Which I don't know how you do in the morning. Yeah, you don't have caffeine in the morning, Key? I see you with Red Bull. Yeah, but didn't you just hear Jay say every now and then? Yeah. He doesn't do it. Can you hear that, Max? Come on now. Yeah, but I've seen it. He hasn't had his coffee. I've seen it plenty of nows. (laughs) I've seen plenty of nows (laughs) with the Red Bull. Coffee coffee are for teachers, doctors, things of that nature. Not for me. Oh, coffee can't live without it. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRC, La Rose, New Orleans. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It's the Ryan Fitzgerald, GM of the Nola Gold. Join us last hour. We're going to be tomorrow or Sunday. We also saying, hey, come on by after the game. You can have a couple of beverages with some of the players. I was like, oh, imagine if other sports did that. Who would you like to have a, a cold one with afterwards? Let's continue it over the next two hours, too. I'd love to hear from y'all as well. I said Cam Jordan would be one for the Saints. Pelicans, I, I think it's Jose. I, I'd love to just chit-chat with Jose, have a cold one there. Um, So I'd love to hear from you, uh, Bells and Saints fans, or anybody. I mean, who, who in sports would you like to have a cold one after a game, after a competition? Which is what you can do over there with the Nola Gold. So we'll touch on that, uh, and take your phone calls on that. Buddy's back over in the LaRose studios. He will take your phone calls and say hello to you. As you have reached the end of your work week, women's final four tonight. LSU is the first game. They are up first. 6 p.m., number three LSU taking on number one Virginia Tech. Or one seed. And LSU is actually favored by two points. So they're favored by two points. And we'll hear from Rafael Esparza and also Madeline Adams from Fox 8. She's been covering the Tigers throughout the NCAA tournament. And she will join us from Dallas coming up at the top of next hour. Marlon Favorite at 2.15. We'll ask him his thoughts on LSU Pro Day, what stood out, what didn't. Leo Haggerty, about them Yuccaneers, what's happening? Did, did, uh, did Todd Bowles say anything of note? I just, we talked about this yesterday with John Forkate as well. I don't know if you um, feel the same way I do, but are, are we not talking about the Falcons enough? And believe me, it, it nauseates me. It disgusts me. I don't. Enjoy talking about it. Part of my job, though, is objectively to look at things, observe things, and, and speculate and just, you know, prepare y'all. And I, I say that because I look at the games last season. And, and how many of us that are Saints fans know they have the same record? That's the Saints and Panthers. Is that something that comes to your mind immediately? When you think about it? When you look at the NFC South a year ago, Tampa 8 and 9, Panthers 7 and 10, Saints 7 and 10, Falcons 7 and 10. What if I told you the Falcons won more home games than the Saints did last year? They were 6 and 3. Saints 4 and 5, Panthers 5 and 4. 
And they scored more points than the Saints, 365 to 330. Now gave up some. 386, Saints gave up 345. Away, New Orleans 3 and 5. They were 1 and 7. They could not win away. But I went through their schedule yesterday and I was tossing it out there to Chef Scotty and John yesterday at Francesca and specifically saying about that. When you look at the Falcons a year ago and you look at their win-loss record, I, I, I don't see how maybe you can't look at them this year and be like, you know, they're, What's to say they can't make a push for this division? And here's why I'm saying that. So that Saints game, they lost 27-26. Probably could have won, should have won. That Rams game in week two, they led a good portion of that. Lost 31-27. Then they won 27-23 Seattle on the road. Beat Cleveland 23-20. I know they didn't have the Sean Watson. They lost to Tampa on the road 21-15. These are all close games, though, their losses. The only one that wasn't... By the way, they beat San Francisco 28-14. And that was Marcus Mariota throwing for 129 yards. Their leading rusher was 59 yards. San Francisco didn't start clicking, obviously, until later. I understand all that. But still... The one at Cincinnati is literally the lone game when I look at the schedule where it's a blowout. 35-17. They beat Carolina the following week in overtime 37-34. Then they lost to the Chargers 20-17. Lost at the Kitty Cats 25-15. Beat the Bears 27-24. Lost at the Commanders 19-13. Lost to Pittsburgh at home 19-16. Lost to the Saints here, 21-18, in the game that I said afterwards, I'll say it again, you were the dome, you saw it. That strip fumble doesn't happen. Do you think the Saints are stopping Atlanta? And be honest with me. I don't. That game's at least tied, right? I mean, they got a really good kicker. That catch would have, I think, gotten about five yards from field goal range. I mean, that was on the other, that was on the Saints side of the 50, if I remember correctly. The strip fumble. They lost at Baltimore 17-9, then beat Arizona 20-19 and beat Tampa Bay 30-17. They're, they're in games. And, and again, none of their signings, I, I bet you couldn't name me two of their signings. But Fowler, Olofsky, you know, Schefter, Rappaport, a lot of those guys that report a lot of the signings, they all say that it's, they're sneaky good signings, they're good football players, and the latest one they signed two days ago is defensive end Calais Campbell. Just, they're, they're quiet little signings here and there. Remember, if they got David Onyemata from us, Caden Ellis from us. Well, they wouldn't get, well, I, I hear you, Caden Ellis played pretty decent. He's gonna help their defense. Ryan Nielsen, I mean, we, we can't on one end say great defensive line coach, really helped develop the defensive line. Then when he becomes the Falcons defensive coordinator, go, well, he's not really that good. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't work that way, right? So they also have that, you know, Grady Jarrett's pretty good. So look, I, there, there's, there, there's small additions, but when you look at what they've moved, the the moves they made this year, the ESPN story specifically on the Campbell signing, you know, brings up an addition to Campbell and Jarrett, Anyamata, Ellis. You have defensive tackle Taquan Graham, veteran linebacker Lorenzo Carter, outside linebackers Arnold Ikebiti, uh D'Angelo Malone, who was drafted in the top three rounds last season, round out the pass rushing group. Again, I guarantee you, most of our listeners right now would have to Google those players, see what they even look like. I hear you. But what I'm saying is those signings have helped them, right? I mean, it's the same thing like we're looking at Colin Saunders, Nate Shepard, Lonnie Johnson, Jonathan Abram. And if we're going to call the show and be like, hey, man, 
Those are those are guys that just made us better. Those are guys that we think is going to make the Saints the team to beat in the division. I, mean, I kind of feel the same way, I guess, from that aspect of it, right? They're they're not mind blowing, headline making signings. There is one, and that's Carr, and that's to me, I think, the difference. When you look, hey, well, they brought in Tyler Heineke. I hear you. Is Desmond Ritter their guy? But I go back with it from this standpoint. The Falcons were in close games. Primarily by their style of offense. They, they, they run the football a lot more. Their quarterbacks aren't throwing 200, 300 yards. They're not asked to. That's not what they're building. It's not who they are. So I look at that physicality. I saw what they were able to do last year, not only to the Saints, but in other games. And I, I just, I, I guess I, I was just looking at it one day and looking at the standings. I'm like, you know, they have the same record as the Saints. And what's to say they can't be the team to try to contend and compete? I, I do think quarterback matters and, and make differences, but I know I, I kind of feel you can look at the NFC South and say it's a terrible division, or you can look at it as well and go, you know, it, it's kind of up for grabs. To be honest with you, and I and I mean all the teams. I, I would put Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Bucks would be my guess. I don't know, Jack. Thanks for calling the show, man. How are you today? Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, to you. First of all, I want to agree. I want to agree with you. If they take Anthony Richardson with the first pick, I think that takes Carolina right out of contention for the division. And also, it makes the people it makes the people in Indianapolis really happy. But uh just my opinion, I could be wrong. But but what so what you're talking about right now, I agree with you. I, I think it's silly to count really any of these teams out except for maybe the Bucks because they don't really see, they don't even really seem like they're trying. You know, it seems like they, they they've decided to rebuild. But but I mean Atlanta, they can just get a little better quarterback play. I mean, Mariota was awful last year. You know, he ran the ball but he really couldn't throw it at all. You know, they got two they got two um, receivers that they, they wasted, not wasted, but used high draft choices on. They just need to find a little pass rush because I think they were last in the league in, in uh, 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 sacks. I think they were like 17 for the whole year. Um, but, but, Gus, the, the only guy you didn't mention was probably their biggest free agent signing, uh, the safety Bates from the Bengals. But, right, right. Um, and... Because I think anybody who goes and really bets anybody to win this division right now, I think is, I don't know, getting a little crazy with their money. Is not. How much do you think when you when you look at? Because you mentioned, and, and that's why I played those two Anthony Richardson bites too. And I think a lot of times we. And this happens every year, Jack. I mean, this happens every year. People look at a a pro day. They'll look at a workout. They'll look at somebody in shorts and a t shirt. And think a little bit differently. I'm just going back to the games. And again, I'm trying to find Sean Kelly's sound from him yesterday talking about it. And he's like, it has to be the right situation. It's going to take some time. But it's remarkable that Dan Orlovsky, and I respect him, for for him to say that, hey, he should be in contention. Like, that you're you're, you're essentially almost like an NBA draft. You're, You're drafting on potential of where he will be in three to four years. And I And I don't know... When I look at it now, if coaches are going to get that much time, if fan bases, much less franchises, want to wait that long, and, I mean, to the point where, you know, the, the talk of Justin Fields this year going into his third year was whether or not they should draft a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? It's like Trevor Lawrence in his, you know, second, third year going into it, it you know, took a step. But it, it was it had to be the right coach's situation. But when you think about it, if you're one of these top quarterbacks, you're not ready to start making a push to the playoffs by year three. People are starting to go a little bananas and antsy. And that's why I'm just saying that would be an awfully big risk and gamble to take the top player overall when you have that pick on a player that you're hoping in three years can be an NFL starter, much less somebody can take it to the playoffs and the championship, you know? Gosh, for whatever it's worth, I get a uh, Chris Landry service, and, and what he said was, you know, he's the most he's the most talented quarterback in the league. He thinks if he spent another year in Florida, it would be him and Caleb Williams next year. 
Right. But he, he doesn't think he's ready now. Yeah, so. Yeah, Sean I mean, Kelly said that I mean, yesterday. You look, you look at him. No. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say Sean Kelly said that in the interview. He said he would have loved to have had him back at, at Florida one more year. I mean, when you look at him, he's just an athletic freak. I mean, he can he's just, he's bigger, stronger, faster than either one of the guys that might go in, you know, in, in the first couple of picks. So, anyway, Gus, I know you got to get to your break. Have a good weekend, man. You Thanks too, man. Taking a call. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Jack. Have a good weekend as well. When we come back, Rafael Esparza. His starts on the women's Final Four. Men's Final Four tomorrow as well. Couple of the NBA games here, and and um, is he the man that has started that rumor? Well, not even rumor. I guess talking point. I mean, I saw at least five different posts yesterday. The Lakers are winning the NBA Finals. <sighs> Sports Hangover continues next. Every piece of land has a story, written by those who work it. But everyone's story is different. So the question is, how will you tell yours? Behind the wheel of a John Deere compact tractor, mower, or gator utility vehicle, run with us and start telling your story today. Visit Home Attractor today, your John Deere dealer where we don't crawfish when it comes to service. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. What's the call? Associated Pump and Supply with 30 years plus of dewatering experience. Our staff will size up your job and solve your drainage issues in no time. From large-scale municipal dewatering projects to smaller residential jobs. Call Associated Pump and Supply, 985-851-7077 or visit AssociatedPump.com. Associated Pump and Supply, a proud sponsor of the Nichols State Colonels. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. Man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Number three, that is the guest hotline as well. The upper cervical family chiropractic guest hotline. Nice seeing Dr. Josh Rillette back on Wednesday. It's always nice seeing Rafael Esparza, who, um, let's see, where you're in Houston, right? Hello, Rafael. Yes, I am. Hey, hey, um, um, that's nice. Uh, are you ready for tomorrow's final four? Uh, I'm, not to be, not to be disrespectful to the men's final four on Saturday, but I'm more pumped for tonight. That was good. two <laughs> yeah. outstanding games uh-huh. tonight between LSU and Virginia Tech, and then uh, Iowa versus uh, South Carolina. I think there's more. Hype that I've been talking to a whole bunch of people. I think there's more hype on tonight's games. I agree. Than actually the men's games. That's why I started it asking that way because I saw yesterday some people put some posts. Their, their seats, and now this is for all the games. The two final four games tomorrow and the national championship game on Monday. $65. Like $55, $45, $65 that apparently Ticket brokers are taking baths right now based off of the um, the lack of interest in the men's Final Four. This reminds me that a couple of years ago, I don't know the date in front of me, remember when Alabama was, when I think it was one of the first playoff games that they were supposed to, all the Alabama fans bought tickets to the championship game and they lost, and then everyone was selling their tickets for the championship game because Alabama wasn't there. 
I know. I'm excited for the men's final four. Don't get me wrong, because I want to see San Diego State West Coast team in there, and I'm, I always enjoy watching Connecticut play. But we're again, I hate beating a dead horse. We're going to see these kind of stuff in college football. The more teams to add into playoff games, uh, where, where people are not excited for, let's say, the championship game if there's right. not an SEC team in there, or someone else sneaked in there because maybe someone else got hurt, and that's why they're not in there. Right. Uh, no disrespect to the men's, but. Again, I'm more excited. Tonight's matchups between Virginia Tech and LSU. Can LSU find some offense? Can you can you pick yeah. up the phone and call some girls that can score buckets? Because I know they play outstanding team defense, but man, their offense has been awful. Well, let's see. You know what happens if uh, Angel Reese can can get going? She what? She missed like her first eight nine shots uh, in yeah. the game before that. And you got to imagine if they can get their offense going. Maybe they can get into the title game. Look, I, I just think South Carolina's up in a different tier in different worlds, but well, yeah. Virginia Tech <laughs> and LSU, you got the, the Tigers are favored by two tonight. Yeah, LSU's favored by two, and, and it's because of their defense. Now, if Virginia Tech can put up 65 points or more against LSU, then I think they win this game because I just don't see – if this is an offensive uh, explosion type of game – I, I don't see LSU having that much offense. Uh, they, they could go toe-to-toe with Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is a little bit deeper. Uh, they have one-two punch in the offense, where I think LSU just has a one-punch on offense. So uh, right. it's going to be interesting. Uh, I like the plus two, but let's face it, this is for second place. You, they should get a second-place trophy after <laughs> this game because neither <laughs> one of these two teams, I think, is beating South Carolina. Yeah, and that's not being disrespectful. <clears throat> I mean, what Don no. Staley's built over there, I mean, they – they look like an NBA team <laughs> in terms of size and and where they've been able to go. But in that game, a lot of people are talking about, can Caitlin Clark do enough? My, my thing is, when I look at it is just her, and there's no way Dawn Staley's letting her win or have at it, you know? But you're going to have to score all 70 points, and they just take away everything else. I just think you're going to make it really hard on her because of – the size South Carolina has. It is, and I would not be shocked if she's dishing dimes left and right all over the place because she probably figures she's going to be so focused on offense. There's going to be a lot of wide-open ladies in the corner to shoot the three or down below because everyone's going to be pinpointing on her. I would not be shocked if she has more assists than she has points in the first half. Uh, I think it'll be close in the first half, but I think South Carolina in the second half. Uh, pulls away. I see them winning by double digits tonight, and then they win by double digits on Sunday. I want to play this for you. Um, Monica McNutt is a ESPN basketball analyst, you know, covers the NBA and things like that, but she was talking specifically about women's basketball, and you were talking about the anticipation for tonight's two games, but listen to what she had to say overall about the sport. I think the times are changing. Um, I think that the investment in women's sports and the interest is growing. Um, I don't think that we've arrived by any means, but I do think that this year it's a perfect culmination of really talented teams and a really talented player, obviously, in Caitlin Carter and the marketing and the efforts that have been sincerely put behind the women's game. I mean, last year the championship was on ABC. This year the championship will be on ABC. I mean, on ABC, excuse me. We've got all three ESPN networks working between the traditional broadcast and the Bird and Tarazi broadcast tonight. Like, Marketing partners are here in Dallas, out the wazoo. Like, I think it's the, the perfect storm in terms of companies being sincere in their support of women, right, with their marketing dollars. And then we got talent that is also catching the eyeballs of even the casual fan. It's always about the money as well, though, Raphael, and that's why I'm asking you. I think a good indicator if that sport is growing is people betting on it, right? Would you make that case? It is, but I would say, just like how I have to say, I think fantasy football, fantasy sports to make the wide legalization of sports gambling came in the U.S. If you're the WNBA, if you're women's college basketball, you need to write a thank you letter to U.S. women's soccer. That is why women's sports is in such a boom. It's because of women's soccer who dominated uh, the past 10 years on the soccer pitch. It's carrying over to other sports. You see women's gymnastics getting more plug on TV. WNBA getting a lot more plug on TV, women's college basketball. You have to think where the source came from, and I think that source is the women's soccer. Right. You just mentioned, as we move on to the men's Final Four, about that this is something you think you're you're going to see, these kind of Final Fours. I want to play Tom Izzo, Michigan State head coach, from earlier this morning on the transfer portal. I'm not for it. 
Um, I'm not for anything. Uh, you know, I just think we're hurting uh, decisions that kids make. I mean, we got, what, 1,200. By Tuesday, we'll have 1,500. And then we're going to get a second wave of kids in the portal because when all those kids pick a school, so if if you're at Duke and I I pick Duke, well, I wouldn't pick. If, if, <laughs> if you're picking Michigan State, and I'm, I'm not as good as you, but if I was a player, you know, all of a sudden you say, well, God, he's coming here, then I'm leaving. So now you're going to get a second wave of transfers, and and kids are going to go places that, you know, maybe it's a little bit for the money. Maybe it's because they're worried about beating somebody else out. I mean, we all had to beat people out, whether it was me in Division Two or you, and and I think we're we're losing that. Where's the competitive edge? What do you think of what he said there? It's the times we live in. That's uh, we want to play now. We don't want to. We, we're, we're entitled to be a, a starter. We're entitled to get this many minutes if we go to this school. It's it's, it's all about. Back in the day when every kid got an appreciation trophy, no matter if you were in last place or you're in first place, now it's carrying over to college sports. So I, I agree with that, I 100, 100% that, and it's, it is hurting the game, and he's 100% correct. There's 16, I think 1608 in the transfer portal right now. Once the Final Four is over and all that, they'll probably climb to closer to 2,000, and then when everyone, everyone else lands, their new gigs. Everyone that's on those old gigs are going to want to get out because they lost their minutes because someone else is coming over there. It's it's a zoo, and and I feel bad for some of these kids who uh, who worked so hard off to get something and, and they're getting bumped because someone else doesn't like the coach or his playing time or the situation he's in. Yeah. All right. So who do you like? Let's start with the. Um, let's see. Uh, do you want to start with the first game? I guess we'll we'll do that. And that is Florida Atlantic, San Diego State. San Diego State, three-point favorites. I was leaning. You know me. I was leaning San Diego State. This one's going to be three by tomorrow. So grab the two-and-a-half now. It opened up at two. This will be three. But what conference is Florida Atlantic playing right now? Conference USA. Who won the NIT last night? I mean, Conference USA is just dominating anything that has a ball going through the hoop, and all these teams who are winning are actually leaving Conference USA after the season. Florida Atlantic won't be there. I'm still taking San Diego State. I just think their rebounding and their uh, three-point defense is going to be the okay. key. That is at 5.09 tomorrow, 7.49. Both games will be on CBS. UConn, five-and-a-half-point favorites over Miami. I kind of feel no one's giving the Canes a shot here. Can they pull off the upset? Yeah, I'm not giving them a shot either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think Connecticut's been playing the best ball out of the tournament. They were misseeded. Everyone was crying about Duke being misseeded. I said it on your show. I thought Connecticut was misseeded. Uh, Five-and-a-half, this will probably stay the same. I think it's going to be a closer game. I have Miami covering but I have UConn uh, advancing. All right. Um, I want to get to some of your WrestleMania prop bets here. It's over two days overall, but Pels fans are looking at a couple of games that we, you know, we're we're in the, I hope this team loses. We want OKC to lose. They're at Indiana tonight. OKC's four-point favorite on the road. What do you like? I like the plus points for the Pacers. I think they can make it close, even though it's a big, big, big game for OKC. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll root for Indiana money line. Give me the plus four and the money line. Uh, so I'll root for the Pacers. Clippers, Grizzlies. We would like Memphis to win their five point favorites at home. Yeah, I like Memphis. I think they're rolling now. Uh, the bench is playing much better. I like Memphis. All right, good. Clippers in town tomorrow night to take on the Pels. So they're on a back to back. Pels are in the air right now, just leaving Denver. So hopefully they can take a nap. And rest up. The other game that I just, ugh, uh, it's Lakers and T-Wolves. I don't even know what to root for in this. Because they're, they're both in the same area. The T-Wolves are in eighth, the Lakers are in ninth. So, I don't know. I, 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 Minnesota's playing really well as of late, man. So I, I, the line's even. That ought to tell you a lot right there. Line is even, this game is at Minnesota. Who do you like? Well, it was even, and they've had some uh, the the sick bug. I don't know what kind of bug is in that locker room, Here but it was plus one Lakers plus one this morning, even in our. But now the Lakers are minus one and a half. So that's trying. That's telling me that someone is probably not playing because they're hugging the toilet or blowing their nose uh, a, a lot. So I, I like the Lakers. I like the Lakers before I knew someone might be out in this game. I just think they're rolling right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw a lot yesterday. Sports Illustrated. A couple of other people. They're going to win the finals. Are you getting finals money from them? Yes. And it's, <sighs> That's it's, it. It's, I don't want to hear it. It's, it's, it's sickening <laughs> that 
that that that we're getting it right now. Because let's say towns, Edwards, Rivers uh, are all uh, questionable with uh, illnesses right now, so okay. someone might not be playing. So let's see. WrestleMania. Two days now, right? What 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 am I paying attention to tomorrow? Well, first of all, it's in LA. So anything can happen in LA. The stars will come out, something will happen. I mean Charlotte Flair will probably lose tomorrow. She there that's the main event with Rhea Ripley. Uh but I'm more excited to see his Logan Paul. I mean what he did in his last wrestling match against right. uh Roman Reigns was pretty uh, was pretty epic and John Cena's going to be there he'll lose uh probably tomorrow just Saturday should be uh, interesting but I, I guess it's all about Sunday there's so much rumors about Sunday will the rock yes. either really interfere with Roman Reigns' match I uh, think he else? loses I think he loses and I think it has something to do with the rock or one well, of the Uso brothers because if you looked at one of the, the more recent promos he kept saying he keeps saying I have no choice and that's a big difference he, for me than, than saying I'm doing it because I want to. He does lose, and I think the Uso brothers might have something to do because I think he fights one of the Usos on SummerSlam when yep. he actually comes back. He is yep. taking some time off, so that's why I think Cody Rhodes uh, wins this one. I'd be interesting to see what happens. I'm hearing some free agents that are roaming around wrestling could attend uh, this one. We could see Randy Orton come back. I'm hearing he's in town mm. uh, for WrestleMania. I think we're going to see a lot more surprise visits get actually good matches. Uh, I, I like the over three-and-a-half titles exchange. I, th- I think the tag team titles lose. Charlotte Flair loses. Roman Reigns loses. So that's three titles right there. We can have a hiccup of somebody else, and uh, it should be very interesting. I, I'm, I'm a little bit excited just because I know The Rock's not going to be there, but maybe he will show up and surprise me. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. Nothing like nothing like a good family feud, you know. Nothing like yeah. a good. Family oh, I know, feud. definitely. <laughs> All right, my dude. Thank you so much. Um, enjoy the final four in Houston. Travel back home safe, and we can hang out, and have some sushi. How about that. Take it easy. Have a great weekend. All right, man. Take care. Have a good weekend as well. Rafael Esparza at VSI Doc Sports. The way to give a follow over on Twitter. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. What do you think of Tom Izzo's comments? The transfer portal, not good. Also, he said. If you do transfer, you should have a seat. I'll play that next for you as well. Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. Uh, da, da, da. Yes, we do have availability. Those dates for how many guests? Andrea's Boutique Hotel is the destination to tie the knot. Oh, you want the whole property. She needs an assistant to catch the bookings bouquets. 249 guests, huh? Oh, and three dogs. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hey y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family, but in some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to live for all of us. So look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve the American dream, alright? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. G-Shop, J-Will, and Max. In the seventh inning, let me guess, you lost Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi went out the Wi-Fi in the apartment. always goes out. You know what it is? They're doing, they're, they're renovating the outside of the building, and so like it's interfering, I think, with the Wi-Fi. Anyway, so I'm quickly scrambling. I gotta find out what's going, so I take out the trusty app. I hear my own voice saying, go to ESPN app and listen. And, and, uh, and sure enough, there it is. One, two, three, boom, I got the radio call. Okay. Eduardo Perez on the radio call. You remember your own instructions. Yes, I did, but it doesn't say listen live. I keep saying on the air, it says live radio. You got to scroll, more scroll down to live radio. I like listening on the radio. Oh, that's what it says right there. Buy a new building and get new Wi-Fi. Can I I tell you, that's what it says right there on the screen. Live radio. Jay, I only have one eye. (laughs) Oh, now. I only have one leg. You don't see me use that as a complaint. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Circle Family Contracting Hotline. Love to hear from you. As your New Orleans Pelicans picked up a huge win yesterday as the team is uh, on its way here now. 
I'll just text the graph to see if they were in the air here. No, still on the ground, about to take off. So eventually, they will make their way back here from Denver. But the Clippers play tonight, so they will be on a back-to-back as they take on the Pels tomorrow. And, and, and as I said earlier in the week, and especially when it comes to them, I, I didn't say I wanted to get greedy, but yes. It, it, look, if you could make it a 3-4 win week, right? So you got to win against the Clippers last Saturday. Got to win against the Trailblazers on Monday. Didn't get the win against the Warriors, but you got one against the Nuggets. A win against the Clippers tomorrow, that's four wins in the week. After having won five straight. So, I, I just, I really think that helps your standings. That helps where you are all the way around. And as I mentioned, Dallas is having issues. And you've been able to take advantage. And I call it a cushion. Call it an edge. Whatever you want to call it. You're 12 back at Denver. Dallas is 14 and a half back at Denver. So it's two games. Two games can go by quickly if you don't win many in the next five, which is what's left. I understand that. But being able to have that edge is a lot better than remember when it was a half game difference or four teams have the same record and all of that. Here's the other aspect of it. Being able to go three and one on this road trip you know, one game back again of Golden State. Again, that's the team that you could have beaten on Tuesday. That, that, we can focus on that game, but that's why that Houston game still, that St. Patrick's Day debacle, as the graph likes to call it, still sticks in his crawl. We said it dead. Yet you, you had to have those two, man. By the way, that Houston game, that was the last time that the Pels didn't win the first quarter. I checked with Todd earlier. Seven straight games. The Pelicans have won the first quarter. Chef Scotty, are you listening? That That's a sign of hope. That's a sign of good things to come. That's a good, it's a good sign. Chef Scotty, starting out right and doing those things. Head coach Willie Green yesterday after the win. We did good. No letdowns. Um, I'm extremely proud of our group. It's what it takes. These are moments coming down the stretch of the season that they understand what this means. Uh, we have an opportunity to play in the postseason, so every game is meaning, meaningful for us. And, of course, seeing what Brandon Ingram's doing. Triple-double last night. Coach says he he has taken the charge, the reins, the ability to lead this team into the postseason. Uh, B.I., is, he's playing at a high level. You you know, everybody's getting the opportunity to see him uh, display his game. And we're putting the ball in his hands a lot more, allowing him to be a playmaker. He's making great reads, finding his teammates, attacking offensively when he needs to. And he, he's setting the tone for the whole team right now. Again, it's fantastic just to kind of see him continuing to play that way. And I think one of the other things that, that stood out, is how he's just more than anything um, finding the rest of the team and, and his other teammates and everything. Here's what, what C.J. McCollum had to say. Uh, he's in a tremendous groove. I, I told him, I said, for as many games you missed this season, you better turn on down the stretch. And he's doing that and more. He's, he's being aggressive. He's being efficient. He's being effective. He's getting his PD work on off days. And one of the things I've been most impressed by is his, his patience, his poison, his ability to pass and pick and rolls. He's finding the weak side. He's hitting the, uh, the role guy, and he's doing everything he can and more for us to win. Now, CJ's thoughts on this road trip? It's been a very tough road trip. We knew uh, coming into the, the the latter part of the season that it was going to be a lot of tough opponents, uh, teams that are very good on their home course, so we have to bring a hard hat, get off to a great start, and sustain our leads when we get them. And uh, I think tonight we did that. Against Golden State, we didn't. And uh, that's what we got to do. we gotta, we got to learn, we got to grow, and we got to continue to develop as we head into the playoffs. Yeah. I think one of the other things, too, is – you're seeing Trey Murphy, who set a franchise record with most three-pointers made uh, yesterday in a month, is starting to find his confidence and rhythm. No, he needs to shoot. He needs to shoot even more. No, no, Trey's uh, he's doing fantastic. He's shooting the ball when he's open. We're finding him, and he he's in a great rhythm right now. So with that first three-pointer he made last night, it was 58 for the month of March. 
and that is the most three-pointers in a month in franchise history. He passed Baron Davis back in 2003 at 57 three-pointers. So overall on the night, he had three threes. So gives you an idea of the amount of the threes he's been able to just kind of get going here and be confident. The other aspect of it, as I touched on it earlier in the show, Jonas Valanciunas, 15 points and 12 rebounds, yet another double-double. And it was and continues to be a pretty key focal point on the offense. I mean, I don't think there's any coincidence in the last several games when they won five in a row. In fact, they attacked it yesterday and used it. I don't think it's coincidence. Um It works. It matters. And it, it's something that they need to continue to do. Herb, left-hand drive, down the center of the lane, off the glass, missed it. Tipped up and in. Clean up an aisle 17 by Jonas Valanciunas, who just picked up his 41st double-double. And, Herb. and here is what Jonas had his uh, coach had to say about Jonas. It's extremely important, and we need to continue to make the big fellow a part of our offense. Um, he settles us down. He's making really good reads from the post. He can score. He can get to the foul line. And it allows us um, offensively once again to, if a team goes on a run, four or five baskets, we can throw the ball to him and he can settle us down. No doubt. Um, the other thing, too, it's nice after just having two points in the first half with C.J. McCollum heating up. Ingram the rebound. No look to C.J. Left wing three. Heat check Christian James McCollum. Three for three from three in the quarter for the certified bucket getter. Yeah, you're right. Ingram get it to CJ up top for three. Give him another assist. He's Is that got a two? six assists. It's a long two. Christian James cooking in the quarter. 13 for CJ. And then when he got the triple-double for Brandon Ingram. Ingram going to walk it across the timeline with one second to spare. <laughs> I might have jumped over the ledge. McCullum for That's three. Ten, ten assists. Got him. Ten assists. Triple-double. Triple and CJ McCollum. Should be running over there hugging Brandon Ingram because he's made six of eight threes, and I'm guessing Bi has fed him on five of them. No doubt. Now CJ was asked afterwards in the ESPN Radio post game show about the the efforts of him and why he's starting to kind of find that comfortableness and that range from the shooting department. No, I just got to get more catch and shoot opportunities to take advantage. I turned down one. Um, earlier in the, in the fourth quarter that ended up getting blocked into shot clock. So I just got to take advantage of those and continue to, to find spaces on the court and make the game as easy as possible. Yeah. And I think one of the other things, too, that, that he was saying is you're getting not only B.I.'s play, his play there as well, but he was asked about the experience that this team kind of went through last year. Very similar. Kind of got hot late, started playing good basketball, got into the play-in, had confidence, won two play-in games. Gave the Suns all that they were wanted to. Absolutely. I think it definitely helps us. Uh, we're a lot more experienced, a lot more mature. Obviously, the, the amount of injuries we've had this season has allowed a lot of our young guys to get more minutes and kind of develop and get comfortable in different roles. So understanding what's at stake now, we got to try to protect home court when we go back and do what we can to, to try to get a six seed. So I love hearing that, right? Try to get out of that play. It makes so much sense because then somebody has to beat you four times. And if you watch the broadcast yesterday on TNT, there's Zion getting shots up. Gus, he's not right. Stop. I'm telling you, I, I, I would not be surprised if you don't see him. Probably, I'd like to see him against, you know, Memphis or Sacramento. I just don't know time-wise. He, he's going to have to go through a practice. So, again... We go back to schedule. I mean, they're still on the ground in Denver. They're at the airport. They're on the plane. They're waiting to take off per graph. So you're not having a practice today, obviously. You play tomorrow. Then the back-to-back is Tuesday, Wednesday. So I don't know if they practice Sunday or Monday. One of those two days will be a practice day. My guess would be, based off of what they've done with every other player, a three-on-three, a conditioning game, a something to see where he's at would take place at the next full practice, would be my guess. And then that will determine the update that you would likely get on Wednesday. 
remember two weeks ago on Wednesday, of this coming Wednesday, was the, in two weeks he will be reevaluated, and Willie Green said, that next news could be he's available to go now. And that's why I said it was important for me to hear, is he running? Is he on the court? What What is he doing? So when you heard that he was doing that, that to me sounds like conditioning. That to me sounds like, let's get him ready to go. And no, it's not because he ate 15 pizzas. Kevin Durant would need a day or two or a week to get back into shape and conditioning from not having played for almost three months of basketball. So when you take a look at that, that's what's going to take place. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Circle Family Chiropractic Hotline. We'll take your phone calls when we come back on ESPN New Orleans. Even with the convenience of Uber and Lyft, king-sized accidents can happen in a rideshare. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced in handling rideshare accidents and will fight for a king-sized recovery for your injuries. Get the royal treatment you deserve at The King Firm. At The King Firm, we treat every client like royalty. If you've been injured in a rideshare crash, ring The King at 909-KING. LA20-11132. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by health grades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by health grades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. Talker, man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. So what do you think about the women's Final Four versus the men's Final Four? Are you more excited? I mean, I guess obviously here locally you're absolutely paying attention to LSU, right, tonight. But are you excited about the men's Final Four and the games going on? Uh, tomorrow. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it is the final four, right? FAU, San Diego State, Miami, and UConn, or legitimately, are, are you excited or not? Uh, I played what Tom Izzo was saying about whether or not the transfer portal is a good thing for college basketball. thought it was interesting. He also said this morning about the, the transfers that do transfer. It should go back to how it used to be. You transfer, you have a seat. I don't have a lot of faith in the NCA. Uh, this waiver thing, if you got a hangnail, you get a waiver. And uh, I just don't be- believe in that because I think somebody, whether it's a lawyer, whether it's uh, agents, whether it's people, they're just going to come up with a different reason why, you know, mental health is a big, is a big reason. Um, I just don't see why sitting out is such a bad thing because 90% of the kids that are sitting out aren't pros anyway or they'd go pro. There you go. Uh, Seth Greenberg, I played this a little bit earlier as well. His thoughts on the Final Four, who he thinks will be cutting down the nets. This is a Connecticut team that can be offensively, defensively, in the half court, in transition, at the rim, and they've got a terrific bench. Donovan Klingon at 7-2. 
comes off the bench and he can dominate the game for the time that he's in the game. So Connecticut is the most complete team. They've got to go out and take a national championship by getting it done on the court by basically staying true to their habits and their identity. They are the hardest playing, toughest team in a lot of ways in the country, and I I believe they'll end up cutting down the nets. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, I, I think they are the favorite, right, to do that as well. So uh, I do want to play one quick thing here from Jeremy Fowler on the latest with Lamar Jackson. He's been going to uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Jeremy says he's not. No one. No one's going to make an offer for him. No team as of now is preparing aggressively an offer sheet for Lamar Jackson. At least that's a feeling around the league, in part because teams are considering that, hey, if you make an offer sheet, Baltimore is just going to match it. So you're doing the work for Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. But Jackson is clearly frustrated because he's got nobody to negotiate with. The Ravens have put him in a difficult spot with their negotiating tactic here. And I'm told there's no chance, at least right now, that Jackson is signing that franchise tag tender. And it might be a while before he does. So it feels like anything is possible. Hmm. So. That's interesting, I guess, in that you keep hearing the commanders talk about, and the Falcons this week came out, right, that they didn't want to make an offer for a player, they couldn't get hurt or things of that nature. I think um, I saw yesterday Ron Rivera, head coach of the commanders, was asked about Lamar Jackson, and he, he, he talked about his style of play or that they're comfortable with the way their offense works and everything. And a lot of people are like, man, you, you won with Cam Newton. If there's any coach that excelled or used a quarterback in similar fashion and style, it's really the only time Ron won. <laughs> to be honest, I, I just wonder how much of this is as well of, of him not having a an agent. You know? I just honestly wonder how much of that is that. And if that's part of the reason and part of the problem that that's happened here. 800-9981-003 in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline if you'd like to chime in to the conversation here as well. Uh, Dan Arvlosky also was giving his thoughts on what the other popular talking point was yesterday. And it was about uh, Anthony Richardson of Florida. And how good he looked at the pro day. When I talked to like high level scouts yesterday about, Hey, how did he look? They said, well, he's looking like Seattle at five as his floor. Like that's sort of the, the comment. Oh, that's the floor that I get. Well, hmm. he wouldn't fall past there. It'd be wow. floor, right? Yeah. So he wouldn't fall past five. That, that's sort of like the thinking going on right now. Is that a slam dunk? No, but like C- Seattle's a team that others are pointing to is like, wow, that makes a ton of sense because you have Geno Smith in play. You got two first round picks. You can go get a defensive guy. With the twentieth pick, but at five you could get you know a game changer who's raw and needs time, but you could sit him. Um, so the like I keep trying to find reasons why the Anthony Richardson hype train is false when I talk to teams, but everybody I talk to is like you know a month ago is like oh he's no way he's falling out of the top twelve, and now it's kind of like I don't know if he's falling out of the top five. So um, he's going to be somewhere there high, and it, it's it's looming large for sure. Hmm. So. Then you have Dan Arvlosky saying this. I know that we've had the conversation about Carolina, and it's really only focused on Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I absolutely think Anthony Richardson is still very much so in play and should be for being the number one pick in this year's NFL draft. Hmm. I mean, again, no disrespect, but if uh, I'm a Saints fan, have at it. Sean Kelly, I was saying this earlier today, I heard him in an interview with the ESPN Afternoon Show yesterday. And obviously he's the voice of the Gators now, and also doing ESPN Radio. But he said having called the games and watched him, he he thinks he can be good. He has ability, he has talent, he has physical attributes that no one else has. But it's going to be a bit. So, again, I'm I'm all about have at it. And get an opportunity to go and do that, but I, uh, I, I don't, I, I just look at the game. I, I think games matter, and I, I know you can sit there and say, "Well, look, there was a there was a new staff, and, and there was a new coach, and there was a new system, and, and all of that." But 
I don't know. I, I just I, I still think when you look at the games and you compare him to some of the other quarterbacks on there, I am kind of surprised. But it it it, it kind of reminds you and kind of makes you feel a little bit more like uh, the the NBA draft, where you're you're, you're drafting on potential. Like, these guys are going to be drafting one, two, and three. I'm like, even Wimbayama, he may come in and help you immediately right now. So, but you're not winning a championship in year one. Um, you look at, you know, Paulo Bancaro, he's absolutely helped, you know, the magic. And as the season's gone on, they've gotten pretty tough. Like, they, from the calendar year on, they've, uh, they've become a pretty tough team to play. So, I think when you look at all of that, it kind of does remind me of that, right? I mean, you're you're hoping that Anthony Richardson develops or, or plays a certain way and can, and can be there and, and do that. I don't know, but it just it would be so hard for me to pass up on C.J. Stroud, who has physical attributes, has the size. Um, you've seen him win some games. He's played at a high level. I mean, we got to joke about it, but Ohio State, regardless of their competition level and the conference and all that, though, there's one thing that you can see. I mean, the Saints have basically used it as a farm system. And, and for the most part, their receivers are NFL caliber. And so if he can connect and play well with them, I can't see why he couldn't connect and play well in the NFL. I mean, I guess that's my reasoning behind it. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if a lot of this is smokescreen, if it's kind of going that way or not. I, I don't know. So... I'm just saying, it's it's interesting. All of a sudden, hey, he's the top player overall, or should be in the conversation. It's a big gamble. Don't get that opportunity very often to try to draft your franchise quarterback. Hope that franchise quarterback pans out and turns that way. So, I don't know. Again, as a Saints fan, have at it. I'd have no problem with it. Coming up in hour number three, we will talk to Madeline Adams here at the top of the hour as we will chime in uh, with her live from Dallas. Women's Final Four, so we'll hear what she has to say about LSU tonight. I think they got a really good chance of playing in a national championship game. And we'll see if maybe that offense can kind of be found there and, and her thoughts as to maybe what could be cues and, and really who are the Hokies. As well. So we'll chat with her about that. Marlon Favorite at 215, Leo Haggerty at 230. It's the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run. So we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. Oh, man, I was there. That time that you bundled your home, auto, motorcycle, and other vehicles with Progressive? That was awesome. People were freaking out. I bet you get this all the time, but can I get an autograph? If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job, one made just a bit safer with the help of America's brave military dogs. These dogs, who often take the same risks and make the same sacrifices as our human warriors, keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs, locating enemy positions, and bringing a sense of comfort and home to an almost unimaginable circumstance. Yet, when these brave canine heroes retire, they're not always given the same treatment as our military VIPs and are too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring home these valiant dogs and reunite them with the people who mean the most to them, their handlers, so they can enjoy happy, healthy, well-deserved retirements. To learn how you can help America's four-footed heroes, visit AmericanHumane.org. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Gary in Florida, go. Hi, guys. Up, I just want to tell you, I'm from Stewart, Florida, and I watch your show every morning at 6 o'clock. I Thank drive you. the trolley tram down in Stewart, Florida, and I met Keyshawn Johnson several months back. I don't know if he remembers me, Key, but I admire you guys. I think the three of you do a great job on the show. G.J. and Max, followed by Greeny. 
Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Ramsey's is paying the taxes on every item you purchase. Up to $4,000. And if you buy your diamond separate from the ring... We'll count that as two separate items. You win and you win again. Our tax-free event is going on right now. But it ends tomorrow at 6. Come in and take a look. We've got fabulous engagement ring diamonds. And big anniversary diamonds. That are easily within your budget. Tell them about big anniversary diamonds, Lori. A big anniversary diamond is any diamond that's at least twice as big as the one in her engagement ring. A big anniversary diamond says... I love you twice as much today as the day I married you. And you can shout it to the world with a big diamond. One carrot, two carrots, three carrots and bigger. We can even custom design your ring to make it one of a kind. Big anniversary diamonds. Fabulous prices, tax free. And 0% financing. With approved credit. Welcome to Ramsey.